Hello and welcome to the Swan Song Project podcast. My name is Ben Buddy Slack and I'm the founder of the Swan Song Project and the host of this podcast. The Swan Song Project is a charity. We help people living with terminal illnesses or dealing with bereavement to write and record an original song. We believe in celebrating lives, making memories and leaving legacies. If you'd like to find out more about the charity uh, and if you'd like to access the service yourself, we can support anyone with terminal illness or dealing with bereavement across England and Wales, uh, you check out our website, which is swansongproject.co.uk. Uh, the podcast features songwriters and we have a conversation about how they write their songs and about a song that's meaningful to them in some way related to bereavement. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all those places. Uh, please subscribe, like, share the podcast. We're trying to boost the numbers for it, so that's all we appreciate. Uh, this is episode 59 and it features Waiting for Wednesday. I hope you enjoy it. Okay, today I'm here with Anna and Laura, collectively known as Waiting for Wednesday. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we're looking forward to talking to you. Um, so this is the Swan Song Project podcast. If you're new to the show, uh, we have different songwriters on and every episode I ask them to share with us one of their songs. We have a conversation about how they wrote it. Uh, ask them to share with us a songwriting tip. I also ask them to share a song that's meaningful to them in some way relating to bereavement. Uh, so I'll hand you over now and if you'd like to introduce uh, the song of yours for us, please. Yeah, so we've chosen um, our original song called Beautiful Road. Um, and the reason why we chose it is um, because it, it is kind of about bereavement in the sense that um, it's it was written uh, after I lost my grandma, um, which was quite a long time ago now. Um, but, uh, but I think that um, it's relevant because kind of writing that song helped uh helped me uh kind of cope with with the loss of my grandma and it helped me to channel um channel my sadness really through lyrics and uh and music it was something that i actually wrote i wrote the song um before i met anna yeah. <laughs> um so it was one that i'd, I'd kind of written and put in, put in the backlog really and it was uh uh, reborn when um, when Anna and I uh, started playing together and it sort of gave it a new life and new sound and everything and um, it's just a place where I can like hold those emotions really and those feelings and memories of my grandma and um, it's very really special song. <laughs> I'm not the only 
Brilliant. So that was uh, Beautiful Road by Waiting for Wednesday. Yeah, it's, it's a great song. I really love it. It's, um, it really resonated with me a lot when I first heard it. Um, anyone knows anything about Swan Song, I started it after losing my grandma and uh, similar kind of feelings there. Um, and if the song's got a real like time, it's one of them songs where when I heard it, I was like, this could have been written 100 years ago. It feels like it's kind of got that timeless quality that it could be like a, um, you know, part of a, a great songbook tradition, really. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's a really powerful song. Um, so you, you mentioned briefly before about the how therapeutic it was writing it. Um, how how soon after your grandma's death did you start writing it? And uh, was, was the idea there of like because I really love the you know what a beautiful road it's been. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of not you know like when people people often say they've so had a good innings, don't they? Is the kind of phrase, and it's nice yeah. to have that acknowledged in a song, really. Yeah, definitely. And and she really did have a, a really happy and full life. So as much as like, you know, um, death, it, you know, it's sad, bereavement's a painful process. I think that um, that song kind of has a positive spin on it um, with the, you know, what a beautiful road it's been. You know, I've seen, I saw the end. I was there. I was there when she passed away. It's a, it's a moment in my life that I'll remember forever. Um, but the mo but what's more important about my grandma's life was everything that came before that moment mm. really and I think that uh, that kind of is um captured in the song really with that line um I remember when I heard Laura sing it for the first time that was the bit that caught me I just thought oh what a lovely way to tribute you know your grandmother yeah. just thought it was beautiful and it and it's kind of you know it's got in the verses it's kind of reflective and sad and sort of searching in ways and then it just brings it back to kind of a really lovely sentiment and I just think it's a gorgeous song it's one of my favorite ones to kind of sing yeah I just it's think it's a fun yeah. song to sing yeah, as well, it is, isn't yeah. it? I think it's one that a lot of people relate to as well yeah. um because of the message behind it um but when you say how long after my grandma passed away um I I I'm not even sure. Uh, do you know it was such a it was such a long time ago now um, that uh, that 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 she actually um, when she actually died. So, but I imagine it was probably I think I was at uni. Well, we've been together ten years. We just realised this yeah. week, which is bonkers. Um, <laughs> and it was probably the, it was that's a long time. It is. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're getting old. We are. <laughs> <laughs> um but it was the year before that I think wasn't it yeah yeah so um 
I mean, I can barely remember what I did yesterday. So, <laughs> but but it was it must have been it was it, within a year of losing my grandma. I wrote quite a few songs really um, about those feelings. Um, and Beautiful Road was one. There was another over a shoulder, yeah. which was kind of a spin-off um, of Beautiful Road, really. So the lyrics in that open with, this is a beautiful road. Mm. <laughs> you know, so it's kind of like a, um, a prequel. No, sequel <laughs> for that song. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it, another thing, you know, with it, um, the, the guitar, I think the uh, it's kind of, the songs kind of evolved as well where it probably started out when I first wrote it it probably sounded quite sad and then as me and Anna worked together and, and you know performed it multiple times it's kind of become quite a jaunty mm. it's got kind of a jaunty um, sort of vibe to it really but my sister always uh, always calls it the reggae song yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did I play that reggae song <laughs> what is the one they do reggae yes <laughs> just because of the upbeat on the uh, on the guitar I guess um, but yeah it's it's interesting how songs kind of evolve like that mm. as well over a period of time yeah definitely and particularly when you're playing with different people so what was it like when you was so you, you'd written it before you'd met Anna and then when you were getting together, was it like you both just played songs that you'd each done and chose which ones to do? And I'd never ever much? written a song before wrote, oh, you uh, met Laura. No, I was in a covers band before, only for about a year before that. I kind of didn't get into singing publicly till in my mid-twenties, really. Um, <clears throat> I didn't have the confidence before. <laughs> some people, might not, some people might not believe that, but I actually <laughs> didn't ever think I'd be able to front a band or anything like that. So... Um, yeah, I was in a kind of rock covers band and then I saw Laura sing at an open mic night and just to be honest fell totally in love with her I thought oh god I need to I need to you know write songs with her and sing and with I her. I never thought she'd want to sing with me. Yeah I was like oh my god she's amazing she's like this incredible songwriter with the most beautiful voice and then so when we first jammed together on a Wednesday uh, which is why we're called Waiting for Wednesday um, we went over basically all of Laura's songs that she'd written, you know, she's written. Um... And and I just want to interject there, when when we started that and Anna was singing my songs, I was like, oh my gosh, wow, <laughs> they've found their home, this is where they belong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a blues song called In Blue and she, oh, yeah. Laura was like, this, this one's for you, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then we've, you know, written songs together sort of after that, um, but it started off by doing by doing Laura's songs because Laura's got at that point had oh, hundreds of songs, you know, stacks of them. There's a yeah. lot of rubbish in there too. It's kind of nice sometimes, I guess. If you've got like if you've got stacks of songs to kind of have someone else to sound them off, I guess, and see which ones are going to stick and which ones are going to. Yeah, yeah, and obviously Anna singing them as well. It just gave them a completely new, like new personality altogether. Mm. It was great. Yeah, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? If writing for your voice or writing for someone else's voice. You can do things very yeah. differently if you're writing something that you're not necessarily going to sing and you know a particular type of voice is going to sing it. Yes, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And so how has that developed over the years, Anna? So, like, are you so are you co-writing more stuff now? So, well, so after, shortly after, like, when, we, when we met, we were both going through, well, I was particularly going through a rather tumultuous time in my personal life, and I think that the timing of meeting Laura was perfect for me expressing my creativity in writing songs. So I wrote a song 
Uh, well, I didn't write the song. I wrote lyrics because I don't play anything particularly well. Well, I don't know. I, I don't play anything. <laughs> uh, I used to play the piano and saxophone back in school, but, you know, I, can't, I don't have any talent with that. So I wrote some lyrics um, to reflect on what was happening um, to kind of get it out. And I gave it to Laura. And Laura came back for the ne- with the, to the next practice with it. <clears throat> and it was this, like amazing country song that I just that it just mm. fitted so well with the lyrics and she kind of tweaked tweaked the lyrics or suggested to tweak the lyrics um because I kind of didn't you have any experience feelings, and, I, and yeah. I, yeah I wrote quite literally sort of how I was feeling which you know was probably a bit OTT and nobody really needed <laughs> to hear that um yeah, it was great but yeah it worked out that way and then you know I've written a, a few more since then that we still have in this set and things yeah um but you know I have to say Laura is the is the songwriter with you know I I attempt some lyrics at times but that's you know essentially where I where I stop really but Laura Anna, can do Anna brings and... the uh the soulful vocals and like I say like completely brings the songs to life which is amazing we're, we're, we're a team, I think, that just yeah, works really well. A good team. Yeah. Yeah. Soul yeah. sisters. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's great. And it's great that you's, uh, you know, like, because obviously it's been 10 years or so now that, you, you know, that you've got that connection and that way of working together. And that is, yeah. you know, like, that's one of the things I always say. Like, I know so many great musicians, but who need someone else or need a band. Or, and it's, that's the hardest part, isn't it? It's getting, a, yeah. getting, the, getting yeah. the people to work with that you can work with on the long t- over a long time and still enjoy yeah. the company and still oh yeah absolutely yeah. I think we definitely landed on our feet when we met each other really because <laughs> yeah. like you say it's so hard to find band members where not only you sound great together but you've got that chemistry and banter and friendship and everything and you know we've managed to work solidly for 10 years yeah. <laughs> as a pretty successful yeah. duo and we're still best mates yeah you know, proper, <laughs> It hasn't, it hasn't ruined no, it hasn't at all. No, it hasn't at all. If anything, you know, we we have a, if we ever make mistakes and things, we have we just laugh. We're just, you know, it's so like, much fun on stage. Could actually try being a comedy duo instead sometimes. <laughs> it just turns into absolute chaos sometimes. Where it's so funny. <laughs> Um, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. great. I like to take the audience with us and um, <laughs> to ride up on the train. I'm sure, I'm sure if anybody's watching who uh, who yeah, comes to our gigs, it. they'll understand. Yeah. <laughs> After a few too many beers, probably. <laughs> yeah, it's always been a really important thing for me with with live music. It's when you see an act enjoying themselves, it's really contagious. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Yeah. Um, back to the song. There was a few lyrics in it that I really loved. That I just wanted to like like up for you and you know, see if, any thoughts on the um is it I remember you in the seams of my clothes yeah um when my grandma died I inherited her um sewing machine which was ah. like a really bulky old clunky thing um that I never really got to grips with and never really understood quite how to use it and anyway I started making this um 1940s tea dress uh, for a friend's wedding um and I went for sewing classes and everything to like learn how to do it and basically it took me a good part of a year to like make this dress <laughs> and um anyway in the end my friend who's a seamstress just took it off me and uh, <laughs> and finished it for me um but you know I've I've even though it's not the best um best garment 
in the world. I've still got it and I'll, it's something that I'll keep forever. And I did wear it to the wedding as well, thanks to my friend who, <laughs> who sorted it out for me. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, I think um, with that as well, um, I, that sewing machine didn't work out for me, but I am thinking about getting another one as well. <laughs> to kind of honour grandma's um, yeah, dressmaking sure. skills. I will carry on trying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's one of them lyrics that just stood out to me. It's like, oh, I'm going to ask about that and find out what the, the story is there. Yeah, <laughs> a little <great>. story <laughs> Yeah, it's a great lyric. Um, before we move on, I was just going to ask you again, Laura, you mentioned about the kind of like therapeutic benefits of, of writing at the time of what you were going through. Could you say a little bit more about that for us and how, and I guess how the song feels and felt when you first completed it? Yeah, um, well, I think um, music is like, it does have a really therapeutic kind of quality to it, whether you're listening or writing. Um, I think with all of my, all of the songs that I've written and that we've written together, there's been like kind of, there's been an emotional outlet in some yeah. way. And I think uh, writing that song, it probably, to be honest, most of my songs, uh, when I start writing I don't know what I'm going to write about it kind of just comes out um, so I didn't sit down and think I'm going to write a song about how I'm feeling about my grandma mm. I just literally started scribbling away and then um, and then it's not it, it what's kind of interesting is I've, I've said this a few times like when I, I look at the finished product and then I think that's actually about that like mm. this, this is about that time in my life yeah. I can see you know what I meant there because mm. I kind of just get lost in writing really um and I definitely did more when I was younger I think writing was kind of really second nature to me back then I think as I'm getting older it's getting harder to to write but something that I definitely need to sort of get back to as soon as, as, soon as I can it's hard you know families now you know two kids two each children, and you know those yeah. things do get in the way but we are looking to kind of get get writing and getting doing some fresh things again and yeah I, I think it you know you've got it in you've just got got the gift and got it'll, music, co it'll come <laughs> it's a little block but it'll be back you know yeah it's, it's a little block at the moment but it'll be it's still there I think it's it's inside everybody like the ability to do it and just kind of got to let go really yeah yeah that's great advice and like yeah I'm, I'm, I'm in a bit of a block myself at the minute with, with writing there uh, and I think like it's, I mean, it's, it's easy to beat yourself up about it. And, and like, I'm the same, when I was younger, I used to just write all the time and it was just like second mm -hmm. nature. It was just part of my day was a new X amount of writing. But now I find it a lot harder to simplify. Yeah. One, of, one of the things now that I think is a big factor in it is they're not gigging. So like, I know you yeah. would gig a lot as well. Um, and for me, that was always, I mean, the therapeutic element of the songwriting and the like self-reflection was a big part of it. But the main thing for me was I want, I want songs that I can share with people. I want to play these oh, songs yeah, live. Yeah. And now that's not been a thing for so long. So yeah. that's why I'm kind of hoping once we start playing live again and you start getting that buzz and connection with an audience, yeah. then it gets a bit, that inspires that again to get some new yeah. songs out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it, it makes a big difference, like you say. And the feedback that you get from people, it kind of spurs you yeah. on to do more as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there was something in... Um, one of the podcasts a few weeks ago with Michael Esser, we were talking about, he said that music's kind of become something he does in a room by himself, which was never what it was meant to be, which really, really kind of hit me. Yeah. Like that was it. Yeah, I never got into music to play my guitar in the studio by myself. Yeah. It was always to play with friends and in front of people. And 
having yeah. a good time with it. So, but yeah. fingers, fingers crossed, we're on our way back there. Yes, yeah. Touch wood. Yeah. Let's get there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff. Um, so let's move into section two now, shall we? This is where I ask my guests to share with us a songwriting tip. So, uh, what would your tip be for us? I mean, I'll just do uh, one thing that somebody said to me once was just about um, when I was writing lyrics, I'd shared them with another friend once, and she actually said it's kind of too obviously about, you know, a, mm. a specific subject, and you can make songs more um, sound maybe not as personal to you, you know, to you open it up kind of to a wider audience by being less literal, mm. um, which for a beginning, a beginner was quite handy to know, really. Um, and then just working with Laura at the beginning was all, you know, things don't need to rhyme, you know, you don't need to have it kind of so, you know, how you be polished and how you think that a song should be, you know. So, yeah, I think those would be mine um, and things that I learned from, but I'm still learning, like I said, so mm. I'll hand over mm. to Laura on that. <laughs> well, just I'm on that, Anna, yeah, it's just constant, constant journey, isn't it, of learning. Yeah, um, yeah. But in terms of the um, making things less literal, do you have any ways of going about that? Like, would you normally, would you write things out in a literal way, and then do you have any methods of? Well, the only way I, I, I would do it was that I'd bounce it off somebody else to to help me. Really, to be honest, I'd probably give it to Laura and go. You also. Um... You, you, I remember, uh, I remember from a long time yeah. ago when we used to write songs, <laughs> um, you changing I to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So instead of say, say like, instead of it coming from, um, you know, kind of that, Anna's perspective, it was kind of like reflecting it on somebody else. That was so on Cast like Aside, the lyrics were Cast Aside. That was it, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cast, yeah. And that's a great song, Cast yeah. Aside. Yeah. One of my favourites that we do. Um, yeah, um, so that was like one form of, you of know, changing it, yeah, 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 one method of changing of making it less literal, I yeah. suppose, in some yeah. way, or less, yeah. less about because there's the, the thing with Waiting for Wednesday is a lot of our songs are kind of personal journeys or stories or about you know, loss or love or and all those kind of emotive topics, but um. And that is a big part of why I enjoy it so much because it's really cathartic and it's um, really emotional to sing some of them. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you want to tell everybody kind of your deepest, darkest things, you know. So there's ways of writing the songs or changing the songs to make it less mm. direct, perhaps. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the beautiful things about when it's done right, isn't it? Is that having that that cathartic expressive element but yeah. it's but then it's the, the art form of it as well so that's that's the kind of trick isn't it of getting that yeah. raw expression but then shaping yeah, it into definitely. the yeah. the song in a way how do you um like with you know like it's beautiful road's a good example but some of the other songs that you say they're quite heavily emotive what's the um like how do they feel playing them over the years do they does the uh, the performance feel differently over the years. Does that question make sense? They've, they've got, they've just developed, haven't they? Even like you were they saying, a beautiful. Right? They, they, if you listen to recordings of us doing some of the the older songs at the beginning and then now, it's crazy, really, yeah. how they've changed. Um, There's probably more feeling in yeah. them as well, really, yeah. as we've gotten older and have more yeah. life experience yeah. as well. And the connection between me and Laura has only ever grown and grown. So, and our performing has only ever kind of gotten 
stronger, I guess, together. So it's yeah, it's mm -hmm. um, it's interesting to to see how they've changed over the years. On it's kind of like the, the the songs kind of have kind of matured with us. Yeah, mm. yeah. Respect really. Yeah, yeah, it is interesting. Yeah, yeah. I always like to think of songs as being like living things, and you like and you carry them with you, and they kind of grow with you. Yeah, you know, like as as you know, your voice changes as you get older, or you start to change. You know, you adapt to the things, and yeah, like the song has got new life, and every time you play it, and yeah, yeah. And the the beauty, the thing that I love about sort of the songs that we have is that I don't, we don't get, I don't get bored for singing them, no. and we've sung them so many times. I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds mm -hmm. of times, probably. And they just don't, and I think that's because they're important to us. You know, mm. they're, yeah. they're like your little babies, aren't they? They're kind of like part of your life that, yeah, I don't know, feels good to kind of sing about, and it doesn't matter how many times that you do it, you know, so that's a really lovely thing about Waiting for Wednesday for me and the yeah. songs. Kind of like a diary. Yeah. Audio, audio diary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, did you have, were you going to add something to the songwriting tip at the start, Laura, before I cut you off, or? Um, well, well, I guess, I guess um, in terms of writing, I think it'd just be just to do it and kind of just, you know, you can, you can scribble down ideas, you can scribble down lines, words, whatever, and it doesn't necessarily, like, like Anna said, you know, it doesn't have to appear polished, you know, um, in the in the first sort of it, it, like when you first start writing it, I think it's just you can you can just throw ideas around. You can you can change it later. You can del you can delete stuff. You can scrub stuff out. And people don't have to see the mistakes, or mm -hmm. you know, or they could and like and also kind of just to be to be proud of it and lose your lose your inhibitions a bit really because I think what we were saying earlier about how it's so much easier to write when you're younger. Maybe part of that is that as you get older, you become a little bit more conscious and a little bit more mm, self-aware yeah. and like, and a little bit more worried about how you're going to be seen, you know, whereas when you're younger, you're a little bit freer and maybe um, you kind of need to embrace that, that younger person inside and just let go of things. And, you know, I should probably take my own advice as well with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, were, we were yesterday or the day before Laura was looking through an old notebook to see if we could find um, a, a, some lyrics and chords that she'd written with uh, George Quinn and uh, she said that she'd found you know hundreds of well not hundreds but lots and lots of songs and before we've kind of gone through old notebooks of Laura's to kind of see if we can find some inspiration it is brilliant like, we have a right laugh there's <laughs> <laughs> some hilarious stuff oh there. it's so good but it, you know Anna but, used to actually like take them out and she'd find like a really 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 embarrassing one <laughs> not in front of anybody like, no way. just when it was just me and her and she'd like read it to me in like a really intense American accent. <laughs> I'd just be like, oh. I just remember, you know, imagine little 17 year old Laura like with a, really a punk dress on. Yeah. And a but I think, on. I think that's the thing, that's part of it as well, is like just being able to have fun with it and, and laugh about it as well sometimes because, you know, we are funny, aren't we? Like, <laughs> When we're alone and we write, we have funny ideas and all sorts of, you know, it's just don't take it, don't take yourself too seriously. And just it, do it you know. as much as possible. I yeah, think. and enjoy yeah. it. 
try and enjoy it. Yeah, that's great advice. Um, I've, I'm similar. I've got you know, all these old notebooks that, but I've, I've not got. Any, I don't dare let anyone go through them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, do, do it, man. Do it, man. I think when I let Anna go through through them, I was probably feeling a little bit more like egotistical than I was. <laughs> 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 a bit more of an ego. <laughs> no, but the thing is, from you know, from those books came great stuff. You know, yeah. so it's, it's all right. It's there's all right. a few diamonds. There's a few diamonds and a bit of rough. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes like sometimes it does take an outside perspective doesn't it like when you write something yourself you can kind of you know maybe you remember what you were thinking when you wrote that and you're like oh geez that's so embarrassing but if someone else saw it and didn't know the rest of that context they're like you know what that's a really good line there yeah so yeah, it probably yeah, is a really yeah, useful yeah, thing yeah. to do if, if you've got someone who you kind of trust to not yeah. not destroy you over them and <laughs> <laughs> I am a big biggest cheerleader as well. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. We've had some right laughs, haven't we? Oh, yeah. Stuff like that. We've songwriting and stuff. Just uh yeah, we've had some some fun moments, some like some emotional moments. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. It. And um and just just had you know just a, a, a really good time really with yeah. like writing and performing. So yeah yeah it's great advice i think um i remember someone saying to me before yeah musicians musicians play that's what you do you play music so it should be playful you should have fun with it it's yeah. not you don't work music when you, you yeah. get away but like you play it so it should be fun it should be enjoyable and yeah. i think with, with anything creative like yeah when you're in that relaxed playful state that's when the best things come isn't it it's, yeah, you, can't, you can't force it and strain it out but it is but I, again i resonate exactly with what you're saying about as you're getting a bit older it gets harder to get back to that state and uh and it seems like with with you two that you probably bring it out of each other, which I think me and uh, my band have as well. Like when we get together, yeah. you get into yeah. that. St- they, you know, you. Yeah. So it's harder when you're by yourself to put yourself there, but when you've got the right yeah. people around you, you can get in that fun, creative state. And- yeah, it's just, it's just you know now especially it's creating time. I think to do mm. it, isn't it? And yeah. like time where we're we're not um, being constantly kind of interrupted or. Yeah, <laughs> by small people. We need um, our own cottage somewhere, like yeah, like out yeah. in the sticks, yeah. <laughs> where yeah. we could just like a retreat for like the weekend with yeah. like a fridge full of wine. <laughs> get the next well, album. That's done. we're gonna do. I think we're gonna make sure we get some proper yeah. time and Definitely. get some new songs written because I know that a lot of people are, you know. Eagerly waiting for some new stuff about this. They have been for years. <laughs> In fact, the last the last two albums that we've done, well, two, uh, one album definitely was kind of a, a bringing back of some old songs that had yeah. never been <laughs> recorded before. So even when they were done, you know, we were old really happy, but everyone had heard it before. <laughs> so yeah, we really yeah. do need some fresh songs so watch this space we'll try our yeah. best yeah i think when you when, when the lockdown when you're coming out of the lockdown i think you're yeah. gonna have that have that that's it kickstart again yeah yeah definitely yeah good stuff uh so let's move into section three now shall we this is where i ask my guests to share a song that's meaningful to them in some way relating to bereavement uh, and what i do here is i'll put the link in the description so if you're not familiar with the song uh, i'll ask Anna and laura to introduce it and then if you want to pause the podcast you can go and listen to that song and then come back and we're gonna have a bit of chat about it yeah uh, so what song did you choose for this for this section Anna? <laughs> we chose um a song called the old churchyard um it's just a we both love i love it really don't yeah. we it's got such uh em, emotive it's emotive musically the lyrics uh, it's kind of hauntingly 
beautiful and sad, really. It was um, actually played at a friend's funeral as yeah. well um, a couple of years ago. Um, and it was played on piano by um, a folk singer in a church. An Irish folk singer. Stunning, stunningly. It was breathtaking, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and heartbreaking and yeah. all of that. But, but a great thing about this song as well is, um, you know, it's, it's sad and it's emotive, but it also kind of speaks from the perspective of the person who's dying or mm. died, saying, you know, why, why be sad for me? I've, I was ready to go. Mm. And, um, and one of the lines is, why weep for those who will weep no more? Mm. Um, which is just incredibly powerful. Yeah. And, um, and I, I think that kind of, it, it, it kind of works um, as a way of healing for the people who are left behind as mm. well. Because, you know, of course, you cope with your own bereavement and your own sadness, but it, it's uh, important to kind of uh, be able to let go of people as well and know that they're at peace. And that's the only way that you'll find peace in yourself mm. is to know that, you know, the person that you love is, yeah. is okay and they've gone on to, to something else, something better. Yeah, yeah, it's a really beautiful song, really powerful. I hadn't heard it before. It's a, is, it, is it like an old traditional song? It's Pauline Scanlon was the version you sent me, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it's been, I think it's one of those songs that's been around for hundreds of years, mm -hmm. kind of a folk hymn. Um, yeah. But that was, yeah, one of the versions. I mean, if I could have sent you the one of the oh. lady in the church singing it, I mean, it was just kind of, I'd never heard it until that point, but it, yeah, it's um, really powerful. So, yeah, so I, that was the version that we that we sent you, but because um, that's very beautiful. The closest well. we closest could find, yeah. yeah, to um, to what this lady sounded like as well in the church. Um, it, it, yeah, it's like honestly, it's be it's beautiful version what they did. Mm. It's really nice. Yeah, yeah, and I really like what you said about it's kind of and it's similar way to Beautiful Rose. It's kind of a, a different perspective on bereavement, isn't it? Where it's like it's not just you know like. I think a lot of times people have expectations of what you should do in a bereavement and how you should feel. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's like, it's okay to, to, you know, be accepting someone had a beautiful life or accepting that they're mm -hmm. at peace now and things like that, you know, yeah. especially I was thinking about in terms of people who are, you know, long suffering with conditions and um, that kind of conflicting feeling people can have when someone's died. It's like, you know, it's almost a bit of relief. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and yeah, I think I think that's really reflective in in the lyrics kind of throughout that song. Really, it's kind of it's got it's really it's sad. It's got a, a sad message. It's you know it's it's a slow and beautiful song, but the lyrics are all very uplifting, really, mm. and kind of something that I think um, anybody who's lost somebody could listen to it and think, wow, you know, maybe maybe you know everything's going to be okay after all yeah yeah and the kind of feeling of like you're still connected to them in a way that they're even though they're gone in some ways they're not they're not gone properly and that's you know you're yes. walking yeah. through the old the old grave the old churchyard and it being you're yeah. still being close to people in that way mm. yeah it's a beautiful song uh thanks a lot for sharing it with us uh no, you're welcome yeah thank you yeah, okay, yeah. I just, can i just say ben i just think what you're doing at the swan song project is just 
incredible. I just have to say that because I think oh, it's completely amazing. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you both very much. Yeah, very much appreciate it. And it's just, I mean, it's just a privilege to do, you know, it's uh, I just I love writing songs to people and it's uh, yeah, yeah. It's really a nice thing to do. Um yeah, thanks a lot for coming on. It's been great to talk to you. Um no, it's been really fun and interesting. So thank you. Yeah, yeah thank you. And I'll put all your links in the description, so I encourage people to go and uh, follow you and uh, hopefully we'll be back gigging before long and yes. Do you, have, you done, have you done any live streams or anything like that? We haven't actually. We could do now, now that we're... Yeah, we could do now, but yeah, it, it's too difficult. I mean, we're not technological enough to have done it separately from our different houses. So, um, yeah, no, we... Uh, and, and to be honest, I think for us, it's more... It, it, more just, being together, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's the experience of gigging together. So I think we would have found it a little bit strange, to be honest. So mm. we, we haven't... And also, I think there's kind of something nice about when we have our first gig back then it's going to be more exciting because we haven't had yeah. that perhaps. And yeah. yeah. But maybe, you know, maybe a live video on Facebook might be fun. Well, it might be. Point. We've never ever fun. done that before. <laughs> it might be funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, we'll see. One, of the, one of the strange things, I guess, with it is like you're not, you don't get the interaction with the audience in the same way, yeah. which I, I know is a big thing for you to. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You've got to read the comments and they're like, oh, yeah. hi, Joe. <laughs> yeah it's a bit strange um but yeah hopefully anyway it won't be too long before yeah we're back, definitely. back out in the real world yeah. yeah yeah well thanks for having us ben yeah thanks a lot and i'll hopefully see you soon yeah take care thank Cheers. you so much Bye. thank you well, thanks for tuning in everyone i'll be back with another episode soon mm -hmm.